Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there. Some of you are probably saying, wait a minute, it's not Monday. How do we have a new episode out already? Guess what, guys and girls? Bonus episode! We're lucky enough to have our friend A.C. Rowe. You may remember him from the Wolf of Wall Street episode. He was able to get Brian Volk Weiss, and I did a quick 30-minute sit-down with him. Brian Volk Weiss, who is he? Well, movie nerds, you should know this one. He is the creator of... The movies that made us on Netflix, seasons one and two, and guess what? We learn a monster tip that season three is just a short month away, coming out in October. Brian was kind enough to break down some of the choices, why he they included them in the movies that made us, as well as we talk a ton of things about the, 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 the series on Netflix. And we thought this would be a cool kind of thing to do, is have a, a, an interview segment once in a blue moon. Enjoy the bonus episode of myself and Brian Volk Weiss from The Movies That Made Us. Later. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah. How did you get to 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 be able to to spearhead and lead the charge for the movies that made us? How did you fall into that opportunity? So I had developed and sold a show to Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. Yep. And when The Toys That Made Us was considered by Netflix to be a success, they asked me to come in and talk about the future. That's how they say it. So I went in and uh, I actually, I pitched two shows. I pitched the games that made us. Uh, We spent over a hundred hours making a tape and spent a lot of money. Uh, And the day before the meeting, uh, we made a poster. And all we did, we did it with Photoshop. It kind of looked like crap, but it was the famous picture of 
uh, Bruce Willis with the wife beater, mm-hmm. but instead of Bruce Willis, we had photoshopped Frank Sinatra's head on his. Oh, that's body. awesome! Yeah, because he's supposed so, to be Bruce Willis. Yeah, exactly. So if you have not seen the Die Hard episode of movies that made us, um, Die Hard is actually a sequel to a Frank Sinatra movie, and Frank was legally required to be offered the part. And he accepted it and then he turned it down. So anyway, so we just, we spent an hour, turned that into a crappy poster, printed it at Kinko's or whatever it's called now. And that, and that was it. I went in for the meeting. And of course, in true Hollywood style, uh, the thing we had spent a hundred hours on was not greenlit. uh, And the thing we spent 52 minutes on was greenlit. And that's, and I had directed season three of Toys That Made Us. So it just made sense that I would keep directing movies that made us. Yeah. Toys That Made Us was so awesome. I loved it. And I was a little annoyed how you made me wait till season two for Transformers, which is my all time favorite uh, cartoon. And actually, we're in the, uh, my Cobra G.I. Joe shirt right now. So nice. That, so, yeah. so, like, two questions inside of that for me, at least. One, what was your favorite episode of the, of the Toys That Made Us? It technically it's Star Wars, but the problem with that answer, you're talking about toys that made the, us, the, right? The, yeah, and then we'll, yeah. we, I, I've got a diehard so, question as well. Technically, it's Star Wars, but the problem with that answer is to me, Star Wars is in like a kind of sacred category. So, no matter what you ask me about anything, if Star Wars is remotely connected, my answer will always be Star Wars. Like, our show on Disney Plus, Behind the Attraction. What's my favorite episode? Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So it, if I don't go that route, like my favorite episode is absolutely uh, 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 Star Trek, which a lot of people had a problem with that episode because they're like, oh, that should have been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or that should have been Batman or superheroes, whatever. But that, that's my favorite episode. Cool. And is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a Christmas. It takes place on Christmas. It's a reoccurring theme in the film. Why on earth wouldn't it be a Christmas movie? I my, co- my co-host Kevin Israel would vehemently disagree with you. He goes, just because it takes place during Christmas, it doesn't have any real nativity, you know, not even religious overtones, but just any other tones, but it just happens to take place during Christmas. It's this whole argument. It's, and, and that, that has nothing to do with it. It's like, and they say Christmas maybe three times in it. It's a Christmas party. Merry, they barely say Merry Christmas besides ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. There's no other you Christmas know, It's a Christmas movie. Say, isn't he wrapped in like tinsel? In the very end, he has the, the wrapping paper on his back where the gun is. Yeah, that's a Christmas movie. I'm exactly. telling him you said that. That's fine, Brian. He won't be happy, but too bad for him. Uh, the films you've done. Film. Yeah. The films you've done, Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Pretty Woman, Jurassic Park, Forrest Gump, of those films that you've done, which of those do you feel are completely unassailable to any criticism? Of all of them or just the ones you've The said? ones that you've done so far. Which one do you feel are completely bulletproof? I mean, I'm as biased as it gets, I, I would argue every single episode that's been released of movies that made us. Yeah. I don't think, I think they're all bulletproof. I, and by the way, 
some of those movies, like I am not a big Forrest Gump fan at all. Me too. Like, I agree with you. I don't, I don't dislike the movie, but like I've only seen it once until the show was greenlit. So I would say maybe Forrest Gump it w- isn't bulletproof, right? But Pretty Woman's bulletproof, Dirty Dance. Yeah, they're all they're all bulletproof. Would I, you say? Would, would you believe that on, again on the podcast, the Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast? We do. All of those films have been attacked. Well, again, the guest picks the film. We don't. The guest picks the film they hate. All those films, except for Back to the Future and Home Alone, have been targeted on our podcast. Listen, there's movies everybody yeah. loves but me. Yeah. And by the way, I'll do the opposite. Sure. I got a list of movies I love that I think if I got killed, there'd be no one left on the planet that likes them. So... <laughs> Like it, everybody has an opinion and none of them are right. And none of them are wrong. I would say, I would say of that list of of that list, I think back to the future is the one that is completely impervious to any kind of criticism at all. That is the perfect film. Hell, they teach that in film classes as the quintessential perfect film. I would say that's true about die hard. I would say that's true about pretty woman. Um, I would absolutely say that's true about dirty dancing home alone. Sure. Jurassic Park. Again, a movie that I respect, but do not love, not even in the slightest. Um, Again, we agree. But it's I I don't know what you would attack about it. I forgot what the guy who did it, Ray Goots, uh, he did it. And I forgot what his exact arguments were. But the one of the major ones, it's, it's kind of unfair is the book is better and nine times out of ten it is. Except for the exceptions of Die Hard, the movie's way better than the book, and Jaws, the movie is way better than the book. Yeah, but in Jurassic but, Park, the book blows away the movie. Yes, I agree in general, but the ending of the movie Jurassic Park is absolutely better than the book Jurassic Park. I disagree. When they napalm that island was amazing. Instead of that little the cheesy banner falling to the ground and just flying away and getting away I mean, sky free. I, I, first of all, I'm with you on the napalm, but. I, I didn't mean the banner. I meant like the fight, like the book kind of ends yeah. with the napalm, which again is cool. They still could have done the napalm in the movie, but right. like, I like the fight. I like that the Tyrannosaurus comes and helps them. And that was good. Easy. That was good. But like the last that's five, not in the book. that's yeah. not in the book. Yeah. Which, and um, what are Brian, what are the movies that you like that other people don't like? Oh, my favorite topics. Let's see how we do off the top of my head. Dune, Valerian, Batman and Robin. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I went there. Uh, Holy rusted metal Batman. It's oh, the worst yeah. one of them all. Uh, Battlefield Earth. Wow. But I enjoy, a, like, I know they're bad. Right. Like, my inter- part here, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. This is why I love Batman and Robin. And I'm not saying this metaphorically. I'm saying this literally. When I watch it, I'm constantly saying to myself, this is what a high school play looks like if they had a $150 million budget. Yeah. <laughs> and I watch it from that lens. Um, Judge Dredd, the Stallone one. I lo- Oh, I got it. I got Go ahead. it. Here's my favorite movie that no one can find anything good about it but me. 1998's Lost in Space. I never saw it. I love it. 
up until the last 10 minutes. I love it. Absolutely love it. Really? You said Judge Dredd. I say Judge the Dredd reboot is the best reboot that we've seen, period. I love it. I it's love amazing. It. That's, but that's not, for me at least, a guilty pleasure. Gotcha. Okay. The lone one is absolutely a guilty pleasure. Which of the what what made you chose the choose the films that you did for both seasons? Like what were the, what were the hook points in each of them that made you go, I gotta have this, I gotta have that. So right. we start with a giant list that at the beginning is usually twenty episodes for every slot. Right. We get we get that down to like ten episodes for every slot, and then we look into the making of those movies about. 40 to 50% of movies do not have anything interesting about the making of them. Right. So those go out the door. Sometimes the movie gets greenlit and everything goes according to plan and it's a hit. And that's great for the studio and the people making the movie. It's not a very good documentary. So then we get it down to about probably three options, sometimes two per slot. We send that list to Netflix Netflix does their own data research. They come back to us, remove titles, highlight titles, and even sometimes add titles. Like, again, Forrest Gump was not on our list. That came from Netflix. So we go back and forth, back and forth until they're happy and we're happy. And then we start making it. Cool. What do you think was the biggest, like, holy shit, fun fact that you learned from, uh, I guess, one or two movies in season one and one and two from season two. Well, the biggest holy shit, I had no idea fact. We have the- I love, I love in Ghostbusters. Um, I love in Ghostbusters when, um, what the hell is his name? The special effects guy is um, a guy I've been reading about since I was five. So I can't believe I don't remember his name, but uh, he's talking about how, they were literally taking shots out of the compositor and putting them into the final print. Mm-hmm. And then he starts just because I asked him, I go, what shots were not finished? And he just starts listing shots. And then we show the shots and I'd seen that movie 80 trillion billion times. And I never mm-hmm. noticed like, yeah, those shots are nowhere near done. When the creature goes crashing into the hallway, like, the debris is the wrong size for the hallway that you can see through the creature a couple of times. Like it's awful. I mean, it's an awful shot, but when you're watching the movie, you don't notice. So I love that. And then season two, I mean, I'll be honest with you. What we learned from Spaz on the Jurassic Park episode, again, as I told you, not the episode I was jumping up and down to do. He, for me, got me very excited about the episode. That's a hell of a drop. And for those people who are listening, Spaz is one of the guys who, the reason you see the dinosaurs as you do in Jurassic Park is because of him. They wanted to use clay and these big models and animatronics. I think it was Stan Winston's group, right, who was approached to do it. But this guy, had, he got the, the, uh, the creative, uh, the computer graphics down to a science where he had to pull Kathleen Kennedy aside after meeting an ambush, literally ambush her and show them the presentation. He goes, I'm going to do that. Like that was, 
That was my, you know what? That was one I wrote down. So I'm glad we were, we're simpatico on the, on the jaw dropping one. And, and I tell you, and I'll, give you, I'll give you a fun fact about Ghostbusters. I did, again, we did that on our podcast. Did you know Bill Murray did a reenactment for, for uh, as Carl Spackler in Ghostbusters as a homeless guy, but they cut it for time? I was so pissed when I read it. They go, fuck, because Caddyshack's my favorite film. That's why I was pissed. I, uh, and I've is seen the, the footage, by the way. Is the effects guy Pete Travers that you were talking about? No, it's... Um, I've only had two cups of coffee. Uh, it's, uh, it's, what's his name? The guy from RoboCop. Uh, Phil Tippett. Phil Tippett. Okay. Great film, too. Uh, let's see here. What actors are on your top three wish list that you did not get for either season? Oh, okay. That's that's super easy. Uh, I really, really, really wanted Jennifer. Uh, what's her name? Gray. From, uh, Jennifer Gray. For Dirty Dancing. We wanted her really bad. Really wanted Peter Weller for RoboCop. And we yeah. I talked to him on the phone a few times. Like, we came close. Um, and then we also, you know, a lot of people don't know this. You know, season two and three, they were shot 100% during COVID. So we lost Zemeckis because of COVID. Like, we booked him. He was in. And then because of COVID, he ba- he backed out, which again, of course, I understand. But yeah, Zemeckis was a real bummer. Okay, good ones. Uh, what movies that you've had on this show inspired you the most as a kid or a teenager? Because we're actually you and I are about six months apart in age. So okay, yeah, that's a good question. Um, they're coming out. That's the funny part. But. Um, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park did not inspire me. RoboCop and Aliens. Those, like, if I look at my collection, like, I love Dirty Dancing, but I don't have any Dirty Dancing stuff in here. So if I just look in my room, RoboCop, Aliens absolutely inspired me. I, I wouldn't say Die Hard inspired me, but... It it was of all the movies that have come out in the series, it's the one I enjoyed the most and have probably watched the most, and then followed by Ghostbusters. Uh, so you kind of tipped your hat to tip your hand, excuse me, to two of the films coming out, Robocop and Aliens. What are some of the other ones coming out for season three? Coming to America. Okay. Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um what am I forgetting? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and Friday the 13th. Oh, so the holy trinity of horror films in the 80s. Gotcha. Yes. All right, good. Guess what month that comes out. Let me see. Yeah, I'll take a wild stab, right? <laughs> uh, let's see. Next one. All right, answer that one. Which of the movies that you have done on this show, now this is personal, which of the ones that you've done so far wish had a sequel made for them and then i'll uh, well, go ahead i'll answer that one well i mean the problem is they all did it, it my answer would have been robocop or uh aliens and uh, rumor has it there are a few follow-ups okay which of the movies that have been done do you wish never had a sequel made for them because they were so awful ghostbusters what's one i have another one in mind too but a dirty dancing uh, I never had a sequel made for it. Oh, that's right. Havana Nights. I take that back, which no one gives a shit about that, Brian. That's a, that's a, that's a hard F minus. Um, let's see. I like RoboCop 2. You do? Man, I didn't I do. dig it. I do. I do. Do you like part uh, three? 
No. Well, it's a guilty pleasure, but like I've only watched it twice. So it's not. Though I, I mean, I do, again, looking at my RoboCop shelf, I do have a RoboCop 3 mug. I got some RoboCop. I do appreciate a good clusterfuck. I really do. Right. So that's why. So RoboCop 3 would be in the clusterfuck category. Um, but um, I like Die Hard 2. I love Die Hard 4. So, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with those two. Okay. Die Hard. I don't like Die Hard Two. I love Die Hard Three. I mean, that's probably that is very good. And Four, I, it was good too, even though it breaks my rule, which is I have a two. I have a two part rule about sequels. One, you can't release the sequel more than ten years after the original. Two, you can't have the sequel the the original be an R and the sequel be a PG thirteen. Never fucking works. Except Die Hard Four was the only one that I can think of that works. So that's my sequel theory. I uh, should have wrote a thesis on that in college. That's <laughs> another day for another right. time. Um, what specific factors do you have when you consider adding movies to the list of ones that you want to do for upcoming seasons? What are the criteria? They need to be at least three, but ideally four quadrant films. The only exception to that so far is definitely RoboCop and arguably Aliens. Everything else is four quadrants, young, old, male, female, whatever. Um, So we do that. There has to be a great story. And the movie really needs to be some degree of iconic. I always imagine in my head, and I do this with Toys That Made Us too, uh, and Behind the Attraction, like a Mount Rushmore. And like, if there's not a character from the movie that could be on a Mount Rushmore for movies, we shouldn't do it. I got to think Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark have to be part of that equation somewhere down the line. If we get more episodes greenlit, uh, it's highly likely at least one of those will be on it. How do you feel – how different are films today that, the, 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 uh, than are ones that, are, that you've chosen for, for years past for the thing? So what would you say the, different, the contrast is for films today that you would choose versus films in the past where, again, you and I are the same age, where it's just we have that maybe a little bit of nostalgia, but the shit still holds up. So the question is, what movies today are going to hold up 40 well, how years? Diff- how different are those films that are like today versus the ones where you and I and AC were, you know, I, growing up or at least are, are formative years? Yeah, I, I don't think they're that different. I think that every what I, here's what I always say specifically about toys that made us, because everybody now is like toys suck, toys suck, toys suck. No, they don't. Um, these Toy, here's the thing about nostalgia with toys, movies, music, whatever. To a certain degree, it's not really about the toy or the movie or the song. It's about who you were when you saw that movie or played with that toy or heard the song. So people now are like, oh, Transformers suck, but they don't suck for my six-year-old son. So 30 years from now, if he starts a toy collection, I don't think he's going to be collecting the Transformers that I do. He'll be collecting his generations. And the same thing is true for the movies, where the movies, like I would say if we were doing movies that made us in 2050, we would be doing Inception. Mm -hmm. We would be doing Dark Knight. Yeah, like stuff like that. But 
you never, you never know. Like you literally never know what's good. Shawshank Redemption. Everybody knows it bombed and it really bombed. Like it wasn't like, Oh, it didn't do well. I mean, it lost a lot of money, but here we are still talking about it. It's usually in everybody's top three list. No argument here. If you had to choose four films to make, to put in the movies that made us from the 2000s and four from the 2010s, uh, which ones would they be? Well, these are these are good questions. Uh, All right. right. <laughs> 2000s. All right. 2000s. I don't know why I'm starting with this. I should end with it, but it's the first movie that popped in my head. Bring it on. I love <laughs> So that that should, have, that should have been my last one. Um, the 2000s. Oh, oh, shit. That's late 90s. Um, what were you going to say, Matrix? I was going to say the game. Love the game. Fucking love the game. So good. So underrated. Yeah. Love the game. Um, Gladiator. Okay. I'm trying to make up for Bring It On. I'll give you Gladiator. (laughs) I think I I got a beat on your taste. Uh, Let's see. What else? What else? While you stall, I'll throw one in there. Just because of the way it was shot and written, Borat. Only because of all the hijinks and how they had to be on the ball and right on the fly and get everybody kind of corralled and and on the same page with that and, and, and not get him killed. I'd love to see how that all went down. Borat would do very well. Yeah. And yeah. Tron Legacy is another one, too, because Tron sucked. And, you know, it came out when we were kids. It came out like it was in kindergarten or first grade. And they went out and, and Disney made I mean, it's one of the most beautiful shot things I've ever seen. And I love the soundtrack. And it's just so good. I'm surprised it, just, it didn't get more accolades. And I'm glad they're doing a third one. That, I love Legacy. They're, they're, it's not, so good. they're not doing a third oh, one. Oh, got shot down. Shit. Yeah. yeah. They shut that down. Terrible yeah. idea. Yeah. I, it, this is the kind of question, I, like, in an hour, I'll think of stuff and be so mad at myself that I didn't say it. I'm, I'm bad at answering these questions. Well, The Dark Knight was out in, oh, what, six? So I guess we'll throw that in the oh, mix eight. to kind of. Oh, eight. Oh, eight. Oh, eight. Okay. That, right that, there. that definitely would have been on my list. I mean, I consider that to be one of the greatest American movies ever made. No, no argument. Zero argument here. What about the 2010s? 2010s. 2010s. I wish I had a list and I could look at the list. Um, you can always have Matt email us stuff that you think of afterwards, too, and we can just yeah. put a graphic in that says he said this. All movie. right. I'll, I'll try and do If you say movies. I Avengers can... probably has to be one of those. Do you say Avengers? Yeah. It should be done. Am I excited to make it? No, but. Then again, like I said, I wasn't excited to do Forrest Gump either, but I ended up loving making it, and now I kind of get the movie. But um, but that being said, yes, Avengers would do very well. Yeah. Maybe a Tarantino film in there too. I don't know, Django or... Oh, uh, oh no, that's 90s again. I was about to say... Pulp Fiction? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Really? We did that? I wasn't yeah. crazy about that one. I think oh. it, there, there are four or five great, great scenes, but a lot, there's a lot of fluff in there, I thought. Oh, I love that movie. I think it's my second favorite after Pulp Fiction. Wow. I yeah. go Reservoir Dogs for myself. And then Once Upon Once Upon No, Django and then Once Upon a Time. Three and four I, for me. 
I first of all, I loved Once Upon a Time, and like some of my favorite people that are the biggest Tarantino fans ever hate that movie. I don't know why. I don't know but why I, either. I, yeah. So I'll I'll tell you the problem is it becomes a Tarantino. It's a really good film, but then it just goes way too far at the end with the flamethrower. <laughs> it just like it's this really great narrative I story. That. I loved it, but but then it just it, it it to me it went too far. But but also. It killed the show American Housewife as well. The little girl that meets him on set was so good in that movie that she stopped being the daughter on American Housewife. They replaced her for a season. Show got canceled. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. Wow. Okay. Did not know that. That's uh, good trivia right there. I, I remember weird things that don't make any sense at all. As do I. (laughs) <laughs> those are all the questions i had brian um anything else you want to throw in there just for giggles <sighs> oh when is season three coming out season three comes out mid-october we don't have oh, that's a- right you said october jesus christ but uh it's mid-october we have another show coming out on history channel called uh, the center seat the 55 years of star trek that's coming out also in october It's the biggest, deepest dive into Star Trek ever. Um, Oh, and I don't know when this your show comes out or not, but August 25th, the next batch of um, Behind the Attraction comes out, our Disney Plus show. Yeah, I watched it. That was good, too. Yeah, it will be out in a couple of weeks. I'm actually going going on vacation tomorrow, so it's going to wait a little bit. A couple of weeks it'll be out. Oh, here's one. How about the Star Trek reboot? Was it 2009? That'd be a good one you can probably make. I, I love the first one. So yes. I was very happy to do that. Yeah, but the, the second two, one. not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast and the Furious, another one for the 2000s. I love the one in Brazil. Me too. Jesus Christ, we have the same brand. That's, that's the best one is five. Five is great. Yeah, one is okay. Five? And everything, yeah, it's five. And everything else is shit. I didn't see the new one. I actually also, if I'm honest, I kind of like the one everybody hates, which is the second Tokyo one. Drift? Yeah, everyone hates that one. I don't know why. Only because Satan comes back in the end, or he comes there in the end and kills uh, what's his face and the Diesel Orpheus. It never bothered me, but yeah. Uh, but yes, I, number five was fantastic. The one I loved you- it. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Brian, these are all the questions I have. Uh, listen, thanks again for taking some time Thank out and talking with us. Uh, would you? I'd love to have you in the podcast if you wanted to pick a film that you absolutely hated and wanted to say, "Here's why this Sacred Cow sucks." I'd love to have you on in a couple of weeks. I mean, I'm I'm getting myself in trouble, but I'd probably go with Lord of the Rings. We did the first one. Do you hate the second or the third one? <laughs> I, the first was the best, and I hated the first. Right. I, it got worse and worse and worse. Um, but I will if I can come up. By the way, you know what the best movie is for that. But the problem is, a lot of people don't like it, so it's not that good. But Eyes Wide Shut is the movie that if somebody says they like it. There's only two movies on this list. Any other movie, I'll respect your opinion. But if somebody brings up Eyes Wide Shut, I'm like, I will never trust your movie opinion again. <laughs> Are you a big fan of Eyes Wide Shut? I saw it when it came out. I thought it was okay. I'm not going to go on. I'm not going to die in a hill for it. But I saw it. I thought, all right. Eh. It didn't, it didn't leave a nasty taste in my mouth. Again, it's been, I saw it in the theater. 1999 it came out. So 23, 22 years ago. So but yeah, if I think of a movie, I would love to do that. Great. 
Brian, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day on a Friday to hang out with me. And uh, I appreciate your, you know, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on movies that are, that are pretty simpatico, which is cool. No, I love, love RoboCop. I'm a huge Verhoeven fan. Uh, and I'm also insulted how they decided to remake two of his three best movies, RoboCop, point, and, uh, and of course, uh, God damn it, blank. Oh, Total Recall. It's a fucking classic. What are we doing touching perfection? It's, it's silly. I don't know. But uh, let me know what you think after you see it. I will. I, of course, I definitely will. Thanks again, Brian. I really appreciate the time. Thank, Thank you. Take Have care, man. Gentlemen. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.